Alright, so today we're going to continue. Uh, this is part three of our faith. There's a lot of material. There's a lot. And the Lord impressed this on my heart because of, of things I am going through. But also to have us understand that our faith is the most important thing. To see us through. To inherit our promises. And without that, you're just not going to make it. So I'm just going to give a brief recap from last week. Last week we were in, we were in 1 Peter. And even and the week before that we were in 1 Peter. And Peter was writing, the letter that he wrote in 1 Peter was to the Jewish Christians who were driven out of Jerusalem. And they were scattered, as I said, throughout Asia Minor. The Christians were persecuted, tortured, killed for their faith. And as I said, there are parts of the world right now where this is happening. This also relates to us now. And it will help us to understand and endure the trials and pressures we face and will face. We are facing pressure. We are going to face more pressure. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm telling you this because this is what the Word of God says. But we have to prepare ourselves. We have to be able to endure so Peter was writing to the Jewish Christians to encourage them. They were going through some really, really hard times. We can't even compare. What we are going through now is nothing to compare to what they were going through. So last week in First Peter, First uh, Peter, chapter one, verses six to seven, as I, we said, sometimes we are faced with trials, which can have us bogged down and distressed. And why is that? Why are we going through trials? You know, I'm tired. there are times they say, Lord, why do I have to go through this? Why? Why do I have to go through this? And it says in, in, the, in verse 7, so that the genuineness, the trustworthiness of our faith must be tested by fire. Our faith must go through the paces to see if it measures up to a standard, which is Christ. Because if we are being conformed into the image of Christ, and I say image is not how we look physically. It's its character. If we are being conformed to the image of Christ, because when you said yes to Jesus, when you got born again, that's what you signed up for. You signed up to be like Christ. So the trials is to bring your faith to a standard which is Christ. And trustworthiness as I define, I, my God, I love this definition. It's the ability to be relied on as honest and truthful. So your faith has to be at the standard which is Christ. Because Christ's faith, he was able to rely on his faith. Why? Because he said, I only do what the Father tells me. And I do what he shows me in like manner. That's the standard of it, the faith. Walking with God. Submitting your will to do the will of God. That is walking by faith. And we are being conformed, we are being brought to that standard through trials. Because Christ submitted to the Father. And we also have to submit to Christ. Amen. So we have to die daily. That is what coming, coming, bringing your faith to that standard means. That we have to die daily and submit to Christ. Submit to the Word. Submit to the Spirit. So that our faith must be come to a point where we can rely on that faith. We know our faith is going to take us through whatever it is we are facing. Trials and troubles are the mechanisms used to refine our faith so that it meets the standard. That's why we have to go through. 
And when I start talking about uh, the message for today, you will see what it, why that is. So God will keep putting us through certain tests and trials while we are on this earth. The intent is to shape us into the image of Christ. Because this flesh has to be put to death. When you are in Christ, this old man is supposed to be dead. But we are living in a corrupt world, which is influenced by demonic spirits, principalities and powers. And our flesh is subject to corruption. So for your faith to be able to deal with the corruption that's in this world, for you not to yield to corruption, you need faith. You need the God kind of faith. You need the Christ type of faith. So that is why we have to go through trouble. So today we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 10. So if you can turn there please. Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to start at verse 32. Okay, Hebrews chapter 10. We start reading at verse 32. And we're going to go to verse 36. Now I'm reading from the, the New King James Version. And we're going to start. It says, But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with suffering, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Alright, so let's start, let's go back to, to verse 32. So as I said, in Peter, when he wrote that, was Christians were being persecuted. Lo and behold, in Hebrews, the writer of the, of the book of Hebrews, is encouraging Jewish Christians in the faith, because they were all going through a lot. They were being persecuted. And they wanted to reverse course. They wanted to go back to Judaism. They wanted to quit. I said, we had enough of this Christianity. We had enough of this. We're going to go back to what we used to do so that we don't have to deal with this persecution. Selah. How many of us? I'm not talking in this necessarily in this country. But think of it. People in other countries who have been persecuted for their faith. Who are told... Deny God or we kill you. And they, they, they choose not to deny God. You never think that could happen in the United States. But trust me, it can happen in the United States. Very easily. Our freedoms can be easily taken away from us. Easily taken away from us. You never know. Alright? So, these people were being persecuted. And they wanted to quit. There's some of them who wanted to quit. I had enough trouble. I, I, I don't need all these trials. I don't need to be persecuted. And listen to what these people were going through. So the writer was saying in verse 32, Recall the former days in which after you were illuminated. When you got born again, you started seeing who Christ was. You started understanding this salvation. When you were illuminated, in verse 32, you endured a great struggle with suffering. 
partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. He said, you received the truth, the knowledge of the truth. You have to go through struggles with suffering because of your faith and your association with those of like faith. Right? You had compassion on those who were imprisoned. So you had people who were in prison and you had these Jewish Christians, they were going, and going into prison and supporting these people. And because of their association with them, they were also coming through perse being persecuted. And listen to this. You had compassion on those who were in prison. You supported them. And because of that, you were also persecuted. And listen to this. Your goods plundered. And if you know the definition of plundered, it means stolen by using force, especially in a time of disorder. So think of what was going on in Jerusalem. The religious police or whoever this had the authority to persecute Christians. They were coming into people's homes. Arresting the, the, the occupants of the home. Putting them into prison. And, what would, and they also were stealing their possessions. They were just walking in their home and taking whatever they wanted. Because they were arresting these people. So their goods were being plundered. They were being stolen. Think about that. Think about people coming and... Knowing that there are Christians living here. Breaking down our door. Arresting us. And then walking and taking whatever they want. That is what was going on. That is not easy. That everything you work so hard for. People just walk in and just take it. Because of your faith. So they were being plundered. And hear what he said here. So you had in verse 34. For you had compassion on me in my change and joyfully accepted, oh my God, joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods. Do you hear that? They joyfully accepted the plundering of their goods. Does that make any sense to us? That's faith. Joyfully accepted the plundering. They didn't like it, but they accepted what God was allowing. Okay? Knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Because they are saying, the stuff we have is not as important as what we are going to get. You understand? The stuff we have, we have to be willing to let it go. Your 401k, your retirement, your social security. All these things we are holding on to and relying on. Let me tell you something. If this government changes and become a totalitarian government and decide to take away all these things, they can do it and you'll be left with nothing. So you cannot depend on anything except Christ. Because there is nothing. God is able to keep us by His power if we trust Him. That is easy to say. But to walk that walk is not easy. You put yourself in the shoes of these people whose possessions have been plundered. They've been arrested, beaten and tortured. And everything they worked so hard for was stolen and taken, taken away from them. So think about that. And there are people in this world who are going through the same thing. We don't hear about it. But there are people who are going through this type of suffering. So he's encouraging, the writer of Hebrews is encouraging them in the faith because many of them want to quit. And understandably so. 
I would want to quit. Let's trust me. The thought will come. Don't, don't tell me you're so spiritually mature that the thought won't come to, you, to your mind to quit and give up. It, it will come. It will come. And he says, so he's encouraging, verse 35, he says, Therefore, because of all you've gone through up to this point, knowing what you will receive at the end, verse 34, knowing in the middle, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven, heaven. therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. You've been enduring to this point. Do not give up. Do not cast away your confidence. Which has great reward. And what does reward mean? A reward is a thing given in recognition of one's service, effort, and achievement. There is a reward laid up for us in heaven. That's why the Bible says, run your race with patience. Run your race with patience. Run it with endurance. So don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. So far you've been, you've been fighting the good fight up to now. Don't give up. Don't cast away your confidence. Because there is a reward waiting for you. Because if you give up now, you may not receive the promise. Because if you quit, if you're running a race and you quit, are you going to get the reward? No. You start something for you to have the reward. You've got to finish. You've got to see from, the, from start to finish. You've got to keep moving towards the mark, towards the goal. You can't quit. You can't quit. Because if you quit, you won't get the promise. And, that, and that's something the Lord was showing me. Many Christians think you can live any old way. But when you live in any old way, you're not abiding. And if you're not abiding, you're not, your faith is going to be weak. And you won't make it. So you've given up so much until now. He said, don't cast away your confidence. There is a reward waiting for you. And verse 36 as I, verse 36, for you have need of endurance. Oh my God. This is my text here. You have need of endurance so that after, you hear that? After you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. He said, after you have need of endurance, you have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You can't get the promise before you endure. You got to endure first. Then you get the promise. So in verse 36, what is that will of God? Because it says, after you have done the will of God, what is that will of God? Walking by faith. The will of God. Because I always wonder what that will of God is. It's walking by faith. It's whatever the Lord needs for you to be doing. You're walking by faith. You're walking in the light. After you have done the will of God, you receive the promise. So walking by faith requires endurance. That's why in 1 Peter 1.7 we talked last week about the trustworthiness. The ability to be relied on as honest and truthful. That's your faith. has to be able to be relied on. The trustworthiness of your faith. And it's more precious than gold that perishes. It must attain to the standard as I said. Endurance comes as you, sub as you submit to God in the testing. He said, you have need of endurance. You're ready to quit, but you have need of endurance. You need to have stay in power. You need to be able to stand in your trial. You need to endure. And endurance comes as you submit to God in the testing. 
Let's go to James chapter 1. I want to show you something here. Okay. James chapter 1 verse 2. And here again, we have, from James's perspective, we have people going through persecution here again. Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the trying, that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I say, count it all joy. Have a positive outlook. Understand what's happening. People get upset when you're in trials because your perspective on the trial is, is erroneous. How you look at what you're going through. And I have, to, I have to talk to myself. I'm talking to myself right now. I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to myself too. Because as I said earlier, I'm going through stuff. So I always have to have a right perspective because I, the thoughts keep coming. And I have to try and shut the thoughts down because it's preoccupying my thinking. I don't want that. So I say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust in you to take care of this. I got to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Because if you don't, the thoughts will take you captive. And then fear will set in. And uneasiness will set in. You won't have peace. Count it all joy. Have a positive outlook. Have the right perspective when you're going through trials. Because understand, he says when means it's going to happen. It's not if you go through trials, it's when. When means it's going to happen. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. When you fall into various trials, there's something we must remember when the trial comes and during the trial. And that is our faith is being tested to produce patience. So when you're in a trial, your faith understands, oh, my faith is being put to the test so that it can produce patience. I need to be able to endure because my faith has to come to a standard. So he said, count it all joy. When you go into trials, I heard uh, a pastor say once, another opportunity to excel in God. I like that. Or trouble, another opportunity to excel in God. We don't like trouble. I don't like trouble. None of us like trouble. But you have to have the right outlook and perspective on what you're facing because you know that God will keep you by His power if you walk by faith, if you trust Him. You've got to know that. That has to be settled in our heart. I say, Lord, you got this. You will work it out. But show me how to fight. Show me how to stand. Show me how to pray. Show me what to do. Help me. Give me the grace to deal with what I have to deal with. Because I can't do it on my own. I need your help. And He will give you the grace. His grace is the power. Whatever you need to overcome, that is what He will give you to see you through your trial. You hear what I'm saying? So count it all joy. There's something we have to know. We have to be persuaded that what He promised, He will keep, He will do it. He said, don't cast away your confidence. There is great reward in that. Don't give up. Don't quit. Do not cast away your, conf your confidence. Because what you're going through is to produce patience. It's to produce endurance. So patience is defined as a quality of restraint. Oh my God. A quality of restraint and self-control while waiting. Patience is defined as a quality of restraint and self-control while waiting. So you're in the line in Lowe's or ShopRite. And you have people holding up the line. You really need to exercise patience. 
You can tell the people who are not patient. They start rolling their eyes. Why are you going to the Why are you the and they start complaining. But what it says is what's patience? The quality of restraint and self control while waiting. So the one who are showing patience as the one the ones who stand in there and not complaining. In the trial, as we allow patience to do its work, we will develop godly character. In the trial, as we allow, you hear that? You have to allow patience to work. You have to allow. And allow means what? You have to submit. You have to submit. To allow patience to work, you have to submit. You have to say, Lord, I'm letting this go. I'm kind of teed right now that this person's holding up the line. I, I got places to go. I got things to do. But you have to allow patience to work. If you guys understand. Because there are times I'm in the line after like, okay. I have to take a breath, a couple breaths. I just let it go. I just let it go. Because sometimes you're in the checkout line. The person's ringing them up. After they're done and they say, this is your total. Then they're digging in their pocketbook to find stuff. Then you're trying to find your wallet. And you don't know where your money is. I'm like, you should have already had your wallet out. So as it's done, you just pay. Why are you now digging for stuff? But, you just got to relax. You just gotta let it go. You gotta, I'm telling you, you gotta let it go. Why do you think people are so crazy? Road rage. People have no patience. People get angry. People flipping out. Because they don't have patience. So patience is required to make it through the trial. So the writer in Hebrews 10.36 said that you need endurance. And this is my definition of endurance. The ability to patiently wait and have self-control during an unpleasant or difficult process without giving way. You want me to repeat that? Endurance is the ability to wait patiently and have self-control during an unpleasant or difficult process without giving way. You are able to control yourself. Wait have self-control, especially in a circumstance where it's unpleasant. And you don't give in and flip out. Endurance. You don't quit. You hold yourself together. In the midst of the unpleasant circumstance, you hold it together. That's endurance. So patience at work or in action brings endurance. Did you hear that? Patience at work or in action. So you have to be actively being patient to produce endurance. Actively having restraint and self-control while you're waiting. While you're going through the unpleasant thing. You have to be actively exercising patience to have endurance. And endurance brings maturity. And maturity brings one to the standard. So patience at work, in action, brings endurance. And endurance brings maturity, and maturity takes you to the standard. You think about what Jesus went through. He endured. He knew when he was going to die. He knew how he was going to die. He knew why he was going to die. He knew it before it happened. But he endured. Even when, it st when they were actually 
beating him. He knew it already beforehand. Imagine knowing what's going to happen to you before it happens. That is mental torture. But he endured to the end, even to the death of the cross. That is endurance. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. He just sucked it up. And he, he what, what is it I said, endurance. He patiently waited, having self-control. He could have called the angels to rescue him and rescue him. But he waited patiently. That is not easy. So when we are going through trials, understand that our faith is being tested to produce endurance. We must be able to rely on our faith to know that in the trial, we will stand firm with confidence. This confidence comes from knowing that we will overcome because God will keep us by His power. We must also pray, encourage and help one another as we go through trials because we all need endurance to walk by faith. We all need endurance to walk by faith. Why do you think we come here to worship God? Yes, but we come here to encourage each other in the faith. When you're not here, you can't encourage me and I can't encourage you. But we, when we come together, we talk to each other. We fellowship, koinonia. We can share what our burdens. This Bible says, share one another's burdens. You pray, you encourage, because we understand we are in this together and it's not easy to walk by faith. It's not easy to, to deal with the trials. We need encouragement. And that's what the writer of Hebrews here is doing. He's encouraged them in the faith. He said, you have gone through all this up to now. You know there's a reward waiting for you. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't do it. So we need endurance to walk by faith. And those who endure by their faith are truly blessed. Let me show you one quick thing back to Hebrews chapter 10. Real quick. And a couple of scriptures I didn't cover. But I want to show you something here. And let's go to um, verse 37. Hebrews 10, 37. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Talking about Jesus. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. He's saying here, when you quit, the Lord has no pleasure in you. He said, we are not like those who quit and go back to the world. We are not like them. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. Because he says here, anyone who draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. That's what the Lord is saying. If you quit, my, I don't, my soul has no pleasure in you. Because if you quit, you're not honoring Him anymore. Because He says, they that honor me, I will honor. If you despise me, I will esteem you lightly. Once you quit, that means you're no longer honoring the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? He said, but we, verse 39, are not of those who draw back to perdition. But those who are saved to the, believe to the saving of the soul. But what really got me here, he said, the just shall live by faith. What is the, who is the just? The just are the righteous. The just are the holy. Yes, you are holy. Why are you holy? You're not justified in your works. You're justified as you submit to God, as you submit to the Spirit. He said, Abraham believed God, and it was, righteousness was accounted unto him. Why? Because he walked by faith. The just shall live by faith. We believe, so we walk by faith. And we are, because of that, we are declared holy and righteous. 
When you are in Christ, there is a righteousness you get when you say yes to Jesus. But there is a righteous walk you have to walk. So understand, as I said, those who endure by their faith are truly blessed. And God will keep us by His power as we walk by faith. That is what He says and that is what He's going to do.